Welcome to Coffee and Commerce, the podcast where you'll hear me, Sarah Jones, have conversations with real-life e-commerce business owners. People who have a story to share about how they set up and how they run their online stores. Normal people. People like you and me. Let's dive in. So today I'm talking to Casriel Bolwell of Purple Flamingo Vintage, a small boutique in Crickowell, South Wales. They stock alternative fashion and accessories and are an inclusive boutique that provides beautiful and exciting fashion for all genders. Their ethos is embracing the joy and confidence that fashion brings to our everyday lives. Hi, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Do you want to start by just giving us a little bit more info about you and how you came to start the lovely Purple Vintage Boutique? Okay, I am a mum of two, single mum by myself with two children and I worked in retail for a long time. Well, as, as soon as I was able to get a job, I'd been in retail and I worked for Arcadia Group for 10 years and that's pretty much where everything started. I love clothes. I love fashion. I love putting things together. And something I really, really enjoyed when I worked with Arcadia was when you had people come in that just didn't know what they wanted and what they wanted to wear. And you would get a bunch of things for them to try on and you'd pick something up and they go, oh, I never wear that. And you could just try it on and see. And then they would put it on, they would love it and they would buy it. And it just would make them so happy. Just have someone give them that push to wear something that they would never think they'd wear and they'd look amazing in it. And I always really enjoyed having that relationship with customers. And it was just so nice to be a part of bringing that happiness to them, really. So, um, yeah, so I worked worked in Dorothy Perkins, Evans, Burton's, a mix of them all. And um, I did that for 10 years. And when I had my second child, I went on maternity and then things changed. And when I became a single parent and I didn't go back to work and I was a little bit stuck for a few years where I was just looking after my children and that was it. And I just thought, what can I do? I struggled to find a job um, once my youngest was in nursery because you couldn't, it couldn't seem to find the hours to fit around the kids. Mm-hmm. And my CV just was really, it was, well, I had 10 years of experience, but it was just up that block of 10 years and there was nothing else really to say about it. And I thought, oh, I could just sell stuff online. <laughs> and I, and I just thought, well, I'll, um, what could I sell? <laughs> I had no idea what I could sell. And then I looked at my own wardrobe and I looked at what I loved and I thought, well, I could just sell what I wear and it kind of I started looking into the brands that I buy personally and reaching out to them to ask to stock their clothes and I built my website in 2017 and I had just a few brands a little bit of stock because I didn't have a lot of money and I launched the website in November 2017 and it kind of it went from there really that was the beginning part. <laughs> so you say you built the website and you physically built the website yourself. How did how did you find that? Was that I'm, I'm guessing it was a new kind of challenge for you. How did that go? Oh, yeah, I used um, GoDaddy initially mm. um, just because I didn't really know what to do. So I thought, oh, I just put in Google search 
and that came up and it seemed just simple enough to use which it was but there's a reason why I'm not using the platform anymore is because it was a very very basic and very very simple but I kept that platform until last year um for my website I kept it until summer last year until then I changed over to Shopify which is much more suited to my needs and my customers really but that was my GoDaddy was the first platform that I used and it was it was simple and it was easy and I then obviously used Facebook and Instagram to promote and it was very very slow to start with really I I thought oh I'm gonna launch this it's gonna be amazing and then it was very quiet like crickets and I thought oh no I made a huge mistake this is terrible I should never have done this and it went into the new year and I started to pick up sales gradually and they started to just be more visible online mm-hmm. and it got to the point where I thought I can't I can't keep all this stock in my house my house my four dining room was full of clothes I can't I can't do this and one of the brands I really really wanted to stock was a regular choice shoes and yeah. I'd spoken to them and they said that I couldn't stock their shoes unless I had a shop and that was kind of like the catalyst really of I'm gonna find shop them because I want to stock this brand this is the a brand I love myself I want to stock it I know people love these shoes so I started looking for a shop and that was disheartening because it was just so expensive and I thought oh again what am I doing I can't can't afford this I must be crazy I've got two kids and I'm by myself what am I doing and it was my friend she noticed some units available in Krakow that were not on the high street they were just up tucked up out of the way in a place mm. called the courtyard and she told me about it I was like mm, no it's not it's, if no one can find it there's no point in me looking at it and she kind of nudged me a bit more she was like let's just go and have a look at it so I went I had a look and it was it's such a beautiful little area of old converted barns it's really really pretty and it's not very far from the high street so I went and had a look at it and I thought oh I could I could probably make this work and I had a moment of madness I went yeah okay yeah I'll take it without even thinking about anything else it just went yeah okay (laughs) sent over the contract like a crazy person very impulsive but um I thought if I could get the shop I could get the shoes and it obviously worked out because I got things went from there and I moved into the courtyard in May 2018 and um, opened then and it was that's when things really changed in terms of my online presence in certain groups to do with what I sell I was in certain groups and I found that more customers would be more likely to purchase when they could see I was a legitimate shop that existed oh, if that, that makes that's that's very interesting actually yeah because I suppose nowadays there's so many people like just popping up online to sell stuff and it's very difficult to know isn't it whether that person yeah. is you know you're going to place an order and and like you know the shoes that you sell they're not cheap shoes they're <laughs> beautiful shoes but they are and they're very unique but yeah people want to be able to know that you're like you say that reputable that reputable business did you find so just to go back a little bit you said you're part of groups is that how you found that you were spreading the word 
is that how you did it by getting involved in various groups of people who like that kind of fashion because it's it's very unique fashion isn't it it is very unique I try and get it to be a a mix of some of it's really outrageous some of it's a bit more I don't even normal but more more neutral more relaxed um so I try to have that spectrum of choices really but um the groups they were they were the how I promote really I didn't want to rely on friends and family not that they didn't help or anything but I shouldn't I didn't want to they shouldn't be my customers because mm-hmm. I knew sold isn't for them so having them share my stuff would have been a bit pointless really because who they're sharing it to isn't going to be one of my customers yeah probably yeah so by being a part of the group they're just little communities and you could just post you know, you just post your, your business links in and, and then you get, eventually get the word of mouth where people say, oh, I've bought from this lady. She, you know, she's genuine. And it would, it snowballed from there really. And it was, it, it was when I got to, when was it? May, 2018. So by February, 2019, a regular choice got back in touch and they said, you, we can stock, you can stock us now because you have a shop and they're very picky <laughs> so they had to come and look at the shop to wow. see what it's called um to, they had to see the size of the shop had to meet certain requirements and because they are so passionate about their own brand that they need it to fit with who's selling it mm. and and she said yeah so I had I had my shoes arrive in the February of 2019 and again that was another like little explosion then of more people that saw me and my visibility was out there even more yeah. from that. Did, did you do, I imagine you did a little happy dance when she said that, you, when they said you could have oh. <laughs> a mix of a happy dance. And then when they bring the collection to do your order, it was, they have a minimum order and most people places do, but because the shoes are very expensive, they're also very yeah. expensive to buy. And I did my, um, my first order was, I literally did the minimum order of 64 pairs of shoes because and I, I finished it. She totaled it all up and she said the amount. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to spend this amount of money. It was frightening because I thought this, this could not work. This couldn't pay off and I might not get that money back. And what am I going to do when I'm out that amount of money? And I got all these shoes, but luckily it worked. And from that point, from 2019 to now, I don't do minimum order anymore. I do much more than minimum order. So things have really progressed in that way. And it's, it's, it's amazing to think that I just had that tiny little order at the very beginning. And it's gone to this now where I go through the whole seasons and all the extra ones and the little exclusives that they do. That's and that's amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. I'm just trying to sort of get into like your mindset when you were starting out, because it's very different to work in a shop than it is to run and own a shop and be responsible for the stock take the, the you know the stock management the ordering the cash flow um you know looking after the customers how did you find that was that a, did you find what was the hardest part actually it's probably a better question what was the hardest part you found making that transition to actually having to be responsible for everything yourself which which bit was the hardest bit for you i think it was the fact that when i came into work when I, I'd get there in the morning, I'd work until five o'clock mm. and then I would go home and I'd still be working 
you didn't end at five o'clock. And that was something that I found really hard to get used to at the beginning. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be doing this this evening. When I'm, when you're working with someone else, you go to work, you do your hours, you come home. Yeah. And it was that like trying to get into a routine of actually setting time aside outside of the shop to get things done. But because I'd done so much in terms of merchandising when I worked for Arcadia, I was, I kind of had that experience from a visual aspect anyway. And I always said when I worked that, that I wanted to be someone that went and chose the clothes that we would stock. And now I'm actually doing that. I get to sit. That's actually my favorite part is to go onto my brands and look through things and think, what am I going to have for spring sale? What am I going to have for autumn winter? And I love choosing things that all fit together. But yeah, trying to manage that time and with kids. <laughs> was, uh, I was gonna, I was just thinking that. So how, how old are your children now? There must be quite challenging to fit it fit it all in because you're you're stuck it's not like me I work from home if I want to work from 10 p.m to 2 a.m I can but yeah with a shop you have to be there don't the, the day. thing that and naively I thought if I work for myself if school needs me for any reason or if I need to take a day off and I've got no one to tell me off essentially mm. I feel really guilty about having to call in sick or anything like that. Even if I actually was ill, I'd still feel terrible about it because I'd be letting other people down. I thought the only person I'm letting down is myself. And at the time, at the very beginning, I was hardly ever called to school. But when in 2019 in May, my daughter got really poorly and she, um, we, I had a day where I was supposed to be going to work and, um, she wasn't well, she was with her dad and I popped in to go see her and she, something wasn't right. We went to the doctors and they rushed us to hospital and she was um, type one diabetic and we didn't know. Yes. Because it had been going on so long, she was very, very ill. She was, um, she had something called DKA, which is very, very dangerous. She was um, in high dependency, very, very ill. And I thought, <laughs> I, I was thinking I need to go to work. What am I, what am I going to do? And I quickly put something on Facebook to say that the shop would be closed and I just stayed with my daughter. Mm. I didn't really realise the impact of her diagnosis initially because we were just waiting for her to get better, really, yeah. to come out the other end. But afterwards, I thought, I can't go back to work. <laughs> I'll never be able to go back to work now because I've got this daughter that she's not well, she's got she's have to have these injections every day and how am I going to manage working and her all at the same time and I took about altogether about a month off work I didn't open the shop yeah and posted orders when I could and I had to explain people just gonna have to wait but from going from there I then went back to work and there would be times when school would ring me and say can you come and pick her up you know she's got low blood sugar she's this she's that and I just, I would have to just leave in the middle of the day. And then I would get emails from customers saying, you advertise hours, say you're open at this time and you're not here. We're up, like, I wanted to come and shop with you. And I feel awful. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just had to go. I don't have time to put, I just have to leave because if she's not well, she's not well. And it was a big, it was such a big time. It was a horrible time. It was really frightening. And mm-hmm. it made me, can I continue running this business? And looking after her and I had and her brother as well who's a couple of years younger and I have no idea how I managed it or how I do still manage it because it's such hard work and it's exhausting having someone need you so much more because their life literally 
depends on it. But it just goes to show how resilient you are, though, doesn't it? And do, do you think, you know, and, and I'd call it red wine. <laughs> <laughs> let's call it let's, let's call it resilience <laughs> and red wine. Um, but, you know, I, I suppose, does, do you find it helps the fact that, yes, it's hard work and it's stressful and it's it's a big responsibility being the business but you also have a passion for the business as well, don't you? So does, do you find that sometimes you're having to kind of think, well, just you're having a really bad day and you just keep thinking, but I love, I love yes. clothes. I love my customers. You know, how does that? That definitely helps because when I come to work, I'm really happy. Yeah. So even if I'm really tired and it's been a hard night, I am just so happy when I'm in work, even more so when we're actually open. <laughs> but Sometimes I'm, I'll just be like, I've got to go to work for a few hours and I'll just stay in the shop for a bit because I just like being here and I, I love I love my little shop, you know, and it's nice to have that. I'm not just a mum that's looking after children, that's looking after a child with an additional illness. I am another person and I have to go to work. And I knew really that I wouldn't not work, but I had that panic of, I'm not going to be able to, but I knew I could, I knew I'd have to, because I need that separate thing from being the mother, which I love being. It's it's kind of, it's a different, you have a different identity, don't you? You are, you you know, we all identify as mothers and grandmothers, heaven forbid. um, But you do need that other identity. You need to be able to say, no, I'm not just so-and-so's mother or, or so-so's partner or whatever but yes I have this identity as a businesswoman as a successful businesswoman as somebody that is doing her own thing um it's which I think is amazing and I, I just think it's wonderful is it just you still working in the business do you have anybody else helping you out now it's just me mainly because I can't I can't give up the control <laughs> I never thought I was until I opened the shop and people are like, oh, let me help you. And at first I'd say yes. And then they do things that would not be how I would do it. And I would just be like, it's easier just to say no, because I'm going to redo whatever they do. <laughs> but I just, I really want to be able to have another person to be a part of this business. But I also don't want to share it because it's my baby. So mm-hmm. it's that thing to overcome that I just even even my parents were like oh we'll help you I'm like no thank you I'll do it myself because you might do it wrong I just can't I can't let go (laughs) well that's I think I think a lot of people will be able to resonate with that because it yeah the the fact that you said it's your baby that that's that's so true of so many of us and I'm exactly the same (laughs) no I know it's just it's quicker for me to do it myself rather than explain to somebody else how to do it but then you I think everybody I think we do get to a point and I know that I think I'm just about getting to this point and pro- possibly you will as well, where you suddenly think, well, actually me having to do X, Y, and Z, which I don't particularly enjoy doing is stopping me from doing A, B, and C, which I really do love doing. And yeah. so you kind of have to find a way, I think then, don't you, to, yeah. to make it work for you to get somebody else to kind of take over the bits that you don't, enjoy as much I think as time goes on and maybe when we start to ease out lockdowns and I reopen the shop I might it might get to when things are a bit more normal I might then try and find someone to help because things just got crazy we went into lockdown and 
I just thought, oh, well, I won't be going to work for a while. And I was wrong. <laughs> Back and forth the shop so much. And it was fine at first because even though I was coming here a lot more, the orders were still quite small quantities per day. Mm. And then we got to October. So I done, I done something that I'd not done with a regular choice for. And I did a Halloween collection with them. Mm-hmm. And from that time onwards, it was just insane. We'd have the launch day and everything nearly sold out on the first day. And then there was the in-between going into November and then it was Black Friday and Christmas and Christmas nearly killed me because I couldn't, because obviously we were open during Christmas. So I'd have people coming in the shop and looking at things and my phone would be going, ching, like the little shop would be, the little yeah. thing would be going off and I'd be like, taking things out of people's hands sorry someone's bought that sorry someone's bought that so the website was going insane I had customers looking at stock that people were physically buying that moment online and then I had to wrap it and post it all and I just thought I can't do all this by myself because I'd have to leave the shop I'd have to lock the shop to go to the post office to get everything posted and I just it was just crazy and I was going even on my days off on a Sunday and a Monday I was going to work just to get more stuff done, more stuff wrapped and posted. And I can't, I can't post things like a normal person. When I do my orders, I don't just put the item in a bag and off it goes. I have to wrap everything in tissue paper and put stickers on it and make it all really pretty. And I was like, I'm not going to not do that because that's my thing to make nice for the customer. So I couldn't, I wouldn't even sacrifice that to get things done faster because I wanted everything to still be as it as I like it and it well, just that's, made that's, work your, more. that's how you present to your customer when they're buying online that's the only physical you know that's the physical um yeah. relationship they have with you isn't it is that initial opening the parcel and that wow factor which you can't you can't overestimate how much of an impact that has on somebody can you yeah. um, <clears throat> so when you you say you were doing like a Halloween um a Halloween collection when it comes so obviously I'm just thinking with the the online orders and you were doing your Facebook groups and just networking. But when you decided to have a collection and almost like a launch, how were you promoting that? Were you doing anything additional to promote that online to get the word out? I mean, were you doing any ads or anything like that? Or was it all still purely organic? I mean, with a regular choice, they're the only brand I do. They do um, specific launches for lots of different things throughout the year and a lot of stuff is embargoed until the day it's launched so you can't promote anything oh. harder so because there's I'm not the only stockist in the UK that stopped I'm sorry that's a motorbike going past if you can hear that in the <laughs> <It's> okay um <laughs> I'm not the only stockist in the UK that sells the shoes there aren't many of us I am the only one in Wales but to stop competition between the stockists and anything like that there is you can't promote or talk about any upcoming launch until the specific date and time that a regular choice give you you get in big trouble if you do and they send obviously they send the images about oh I've just gotten my Halloween email today actually for October this year so that's how far in advance we get these images to choose our stock and you can't you just can't show anything and if and because the images are embargoed, you're not allowed. And so they will send us teasers to put on our own social media, but only you can only post them on the times and days that they give you. And they usually tend to start doing that about three days before a launch. 
but apart from that you can't do anything <laughs> wow wow that's very restrictive isn't it but I guess to, uh, they must obviously do a lot of promotion as well so that the people know that these products are being launched and then they, they just kind of can look for the people where they the places where yeah. they buy them is that how it works uh, well, we all, so regular choice will post the same things as we will all post the same things together at the same time. So it's all fair. It's fair for the brand. It's fair for the stockists. Um, but to be fair, the, the people who buy regular choice, the hardcore customers, they know when things are coming. They know roughly, they'll never know an exact date and they won't know exactly what the stock is. But when it comes, because they always do an, a Halloween and Christmas collection. So the people that buy the shoes a lot, they know roughly when something's ruin they know when it's going to be coming they'll know when there's an exclusive because they'll think oh it hasn't been exclusive for a while so they kind of they know really you can't say anything you can't you can neither confirm or deny really which is especially when you know an exclusive a year before it's going to happen you can't say anything and you know that they're going to ever accidentally slipped up and sort of said something thought oh no I shouldn't have said that (laughs) no never I have one person who I show the collection to which she doesn't work for me, but she we um, worked next door to each other when I was at the courtyard and we became really good friends. And I'm really indecisive person. So when it comes to the shoes, I'm like, I need you to help me choose because there's so many. And um, so she's the only one that I will show the images to just so she can help me decide. So we can go through it together. She's my little confidant really of, and she knows not to say anything as well. Yeah. So I have one person to talk about the collections with. Other than that, no, I keep them to myself. It's really hard though. <laughs> wow, wow. Um, I'm just sitting here uh, um, thinking that you've, you've obviously you're not in the courtyard anymore. On the, you're actually on the high yeah. street in Krakow, yeah. aren't you? When did that move take place and what made you decide to make that move? It was all very fast. I, um, I seen something on the local Krakow page on Facebook. Someone... Uh, of the, the landlords of this shop had posted that it was empty and it was a barber's initially and I'd never really noticed it even though I'd driven past it every day I'd never noticed it so I sent it again to my friend from the courtyard um she I sent it to her and I said what do you think of this place where is it and she went oh it's really small and I said, like, how small she was like it's tiny like small and I my shop was quite small anyway and she was like, it's really, it's half the size of your shop now. And I said, oh, I think I might go and see it. She was like, oh, I just don't know. It's very small. <laughs> That's all I got was it's very small. So I'll just go and look. And if it's not, if it's too small, it's too small. So I went and had a look and I walked in and I thought, it is small. <laughs> as small as I thought it was going to be. And I looked around and thought, oh, I could, I could probably make this work. And the main thing is it was on the high street and it had a big window so as long as I've got a big window it doesn't matter because my shop the courtyard it wasn't it wasn't a traditional shop front mm-hmm. so I didn't have windows or anything like that I had obviously I had windows but not a big shop window yeah. I didn't have that better so I did another I did the same then I thought I want this immediately I knew I thought I want this it was only a hundred pound more what I was paying at the previous shop so I thought for an extra hundred pounds yeah. to move three I thought it's got to be worth it so I was like yes I shall have it and again straight away yeah but I'll have this thank you very much and um I got the keys in January I can't remember when in January I think it was towards the end 
and I opened on Valentine's Day in February 2020 and then and then everything changed again and um yeah we I opened in the on the Valentine's Day and I think two days later we had horrific floods terrible flooding I wasn't yeah, affected of course that was yeah that was um I forgot about those yeah yeah we had those really horrible weather really bad floods so that then stopped me in my tracks for a bit mm. and then that was under control it's like great let's go back to work and then and then things you know was just filtering through and we're all like what should we do and I decided to close the shop about three days before the national lockdown was announced because I thought they were already closing pubs and I just thought I might as well just close now and see what happens yeah and then and then Boris came and made it official. And you already had your online presence. You'd kind of established yeah. your online presence. So actually, in some ways, you were possibly better situated than a lot of people because yeah. you already had that foundation, didn't you, online? And I guess you could... But I had my website. I had my little... I don't have huge following on Facebook and Instagram. But the good thing about those followings is the majority of them are actual customers. Mm. So I used to feel like I don't need a huge following that don't buy anything and have a little one that do. So I had that little that little community of people and regular customers. And I thought, well, at least I've got that. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll come to the shop now and again. We'll see. And like I said before, it just, I think, because I know I did it, it was just boredom, online shopping. I'm really certain that's what it was. And I'm really grateful for all the people that were really bored and bought loads of shit. But um, you could see that trend of people being like, well, I've got nothing else to do. I'm yeah. not I'm furloughed. I'm stuck in the house. I might as well buy things. And you could see it on the groups, the irregular choice groups I'm on as a, as a buyer and as a stockist. I, you'd see them just just saying well I, I had nothing else to do so I've ordered some shoes and it was like oh I've ordered another pair of shoes and they'd be ordering like five pairs of shoes a day and then they'd be in their photos and it would just make people happy to yeah. see the picture shoes can't have too many shoes anyway can yeah. I, to be honest and they never get too small <laughs> however um, whatever happens no. your shoes always fit <laughs> looking back on sort of your whole journey through this is there anything that you wish you'd done differently do you know what? I was thinking about that earlier and I th- was trying to think of what I would do differently. And I don't think there is anything I do differently, actually, because all the choices I made have led me to where I am now. And I think, I suppose, no, there really isn't anything different. I'm really happy with every step that I took to get here because I know that if I hadn't have gone to the courtyard, I wouldn't have had this shop now if I'd waited it just wouldn't have happened and if I had waited and then found this shop it would have taken that much longer to build everything up and I wouldn't have the shoes yes yes and so the opposite of that then let's say what's in the stars for you I mean in five years ten years what's your perfect vision of what you want the business to turn into (laughs) bigger shop for sure yeah because very little it's so small that I don't have a stock room I don't have anything back of house it's literally just this one area and I could do with a much bigger shop I'd love to have more than one I'd like to have one in Abergavenny which is where I live Mm. I'd like to stay in Krakow as well and maybe even venture a bit further maybe Cardiff who knows and 
I would like to one day be able to maybe have our own brand of dresses as well. But that would be way in the future. I feel like I wouldn't be able to concentrate on something like that just yet. But it would be nice to design and have our own little range. Of, oh, that would be of, wonderful. I love because uh, I mean, we dad didn't really mention it. I mean, the, the name the, the name suggests it's purple flamingo vintage, but it, they are very vintage style dresses. They're absolutely beautiful, aren't they? So, yeah, that would be amazing. I've loved listening to your story, actually. It's been really, I love listening to everybody's stories, but to hear how your journey has progressed from where you started to where you are now and to listen to what your goals are and your visions are for the future is absolutely wonderful. And um, I really do wish you all the success in the world. And when we are out of lockdown, which hopefully will be soon, I look forward to popping into your shop because you're literally, well, four miles down the road from me. Come and say hello. And um, I forwarded your link to my daughter who loves all that kind of style of stuff. And yeah. Um, Thank you ever so much for taking the time to speak to me. Thank you for letting me just waffle on. (laughs) Well, that's that's what we're here for. And it's been lovely talking to you and uh, every success in the future. Thank you so much. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help other people to discover the content. Don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified when we publish a new episode.